Atula Takaisin batting around. Say batting around. Say on baseball podcast. What? Well, okay. So you may, may, may have noticed that I did the intro a little bit different there than normal this week. Um, but that's because I looked at our stats, uh, our downloads, and all the analytics for that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we've got a new country behind the United States uh, for for number two. Um, apparently, we're uh, we've we got had a massive um, explosion in our audience in Finland. Really? Yeah, like, it has now taken over Canada as the number two country. Uh, okay, Jay's fans got to step it up. That's yeah, a little embarrassing for them. Pretty pathetic. I mean, I know we haven't been talking about the Jays as much as we have in previous years because they're just kind of getting rolled by the Yankees. But yeah, like we're mm-hmm. we're getting big in Helsinki. Which is pretty hmm. cool. I don't nice. know. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. No, I guess until uh, until the Jays kick it back up. Uh, welcome to all of our Finnish uh, listeners. You have our undying <laughs> love. Uh, please join us in sharing uh, a plate of uh, fermented fish. Uh, symbolically, uh, we we give that uh, moldy smelling fish to you uh, <laughs> in in great gratitude. Yes, we uh, we embrace your large square heads. And uh, we we are very happy to have so many of you listening, and I'm sure it's not just some sort of automated bot that is uh, <laughs> downloading our episodes for some reason. No, I'm not worried about that. It couldn't do. No. It couldn't no. be that. No. We we can confidently rule that out. Yeah. Maybe it's that, like perverts on a VPN somewhere. That could be it. Like a whole, oh. whole, just a whole bunch of them. Just like uh-huh. Finland becomes the popular one. I don't know. I I, I do not have an explanation for it, but. I'm going to choose to believe that we're just we're getting big in in Finland, kind of like, you know, bands will be like, oh, we're big mm-hmm. in Japan or something. Right. Yeah. That would hey, be cool. If, if our, all of our Finnish listeners want to fly us out there to do a live show. We'll, yeah. We'll totally like do like live in your land of like perpetual darkness for a couple of days to do that. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, got line up cool. plane tickets and we're there. And like, I don't know, I heard that there's, there's some game kind of like baseball some sort of bat oh ball shit yes what is that shit like, what is that like called? Pesapalo, Pesapalo. yeah i watched a like half hour youtube video on like huh. the rules and like <laughs> about how that works at all and i didn't retain any of it it was just in one ear and out the other but it looks super weird and yeah, fun yeah yeah, that's like how every time I try to learn how cricket works, like I retain it for about 15 minutes and yeah. then it's just completely gone. I've done that, you know, dozens of times. Yeah, but but if enough Finnish people do subscribe to the Patreon, we will learn those rules and we will become the only American uh, English language podcast about your weird sport. About pe- Pesapalo. <laughs> We're yeah, willing so to I'll, pivot. I'll learn how to pronounce yeah. it even. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, all-star voting is is happening now I'm, i know that we're all so so invested in yeah. an all-star game big big all-star game fans <laughs> over here but i do i do actually kind of give a shit about one category this year and that's the al first baseman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um remember a couple weeks ago when i brought up Luis arise on the show and neither of you knew who he was i i do yeah yeah, yeah. and then at the game we went to, he hit a grand slam in the inning that the twins batted around in. That was pretty tight. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, a fan out of me. Yeah, no, Luis Rise. I've been a fan of his since he got called up. Basically, I think he's a re- really fun little guy. 
who just sprays the ball around the field. Uh, and he's currently the batting average and on-base percentage leader uh, <laughs> in Major League Baseball. Uh, and he kind of plays all over the place, even though he's not very good at any defensive position in particular. Uh, but he's been playing a lot of first base, and so that's where he's been stuck for the all-star voting. So uh, have you two looked at the, the all-star voting at all? Not um, even remotely. I saw someone I. shit posting about it earlier today, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah, I, I'm looking right now at the Fangraphs leaderboard for first baseman, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of first base talent right now is in the NL. So yes, I could see it uh, going to him, like him, Ty France, and probably Jose Abreu being the leaders for the AL spot. Well, also Vlad uh, is, is yeah. Vlad nominated for as DH or, or first base? No, baseman? he's he's there for first base, and he's okay. Currently, he's fucked. Sorry, and he's. he's yeah. and he's fucked but i just <laughs> yeah. want to i just want to point out here i'll even use lauren's uh favorite stat here of wrc plus can you give me an estimate of what you think the wrc plus for both of those players is well i'm, I'm looking at it right now so uh, well, fuck. <laughs> well you fucking ruined it thanks lauren for ruining the show again you wouldn't believe how much lauren shit i've added out <laughs> i literally just said i was looking at the page with all the stats on it yeah thanks <laughs> well anyway why don't you tell us What's going on there at the AL first baseman? Sure. Luis Arias is leading over Vlad Guerrero Jr. by 20 WRC+. plus. He is yeah. 62% better than league average. Uh, Vladdy is uh, 20, uh, 42% better than league average. It is worth noting also that Ty France is 158 WRC+. plus is pretty much comparable to yeah. Luis Arias. But uh, he also has had like 70 more plate appearances because he... I don't know, did he have like an injury at some point or did he just get called up later? He gets platooned a lot. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably Ty France and Luis both have a pretty good candidacy, but I'm almost positive I'll go to Guerrero. It will just uh, go to Vladdy. Or, or Jose Breu. Yeah, because it's, fa- it's a fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's just unjust. But you know whose vote he does have? <laughs> Ichiro's. Uh, he uh. met with Ichiro last week and Ichiro said that Luis Rise is his favorite left-handed hitter in baseball right now that is and to be like Ichiro's favorite left-handed hitter a guy who is a left-handed hitter like Mm -hmm. that says a lot that says a lot that Mm -hmm. that's that's huge like imagine being Ichiro's favorite like anything (laughs) I would die (laughs) simply yeah like yeah oh no I'm I'm like you know Ichiro's favorite barista when he goes to Starbucks. Like on my the life greatest honor of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at his deeper stats here. It looks like he's uh, having a career best barrel percentage and yeah. a pretty significant jump in max exit velocity. Even even his like average exit velocity is up a tick. Yeah. So yeah. He doesn't he doesn't like make very much soft contact. He doesn't whiff very much. Mm-hmm. He doesn't strike out very much. Pretty good player. Uh, yeah. They like they don't shift against him because he hits everywhere on the field. Like and, but he just like does not hit very many extra base hits. It's just mm-hmm. the the singles. He's he's the put the ball in play guy that everyone says they want. That makes but, sense why Ichiro would be his favorite then. Yeah, exactly. But like, I don't know, the I still don't hear a ton about him mm-hmm. <laughs> like from from people. Especially you'd think that the uh you know, all the, the old school guys who are saying like why don't you just put it the other way why don't you just beat the ship on blah blah, blah. you'd think they'd be talking about him like he's the second coming but 
Absolutely. Uh, I wonder why. wonder why he's not being talked about like that. I think the first baseman position really hurts in there. Because, like, if that was, like, a second Mm -hmm. baseman or a shortstop doing that, people would be all over that. But people just associate first baseman with, like, big, heavy sluggers. Yep. Even though that position has kind of evolved in recent years. Totally. Totally. Well, um, could also be a factor that he's a twin. Yeah. Yeah. I was driving at because he's not a, a white guy playing the game the right way. Uh, you well, know, that, that, yeah. that that's that's why, really. I don't know. I just I just want I just want my boy Luis to get some some credit here. That's fair. I want that's him to fair. get some recognition. Yeah. He's also uh, really fun to watch dance around in the box. He's great. Like mm-hmm. this this man should be getting a lot a lot more credit than he's getting. Absolutely. You know, Jane. I will promise to make up for ruining the show. I promise that on my ballot, I will I will cast my ballot for Luis Arias. Thank you. Although Thank I think we much. share, I think you share my MLB TV account, so it might be the same vote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll no, throw one. Own. I'll throw one as well. I've got my own MLB TV this year. Okay. The official batting around All Star ballot contains mm-hmm. one name. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. We are we're leaving the, the the rest blank as protest. Yeah. Can I can I make a request for the the NL first baseman then sure. for everybody? Goldie. Yeah, of course. I think Goldie's having. He's having a great year. He's had a fantastic year, yeah. yeah. He, he might be leading. That's very possible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, those are the only two that we're voting for. I don't get one. <laughs> yeah, you can pick okay, one. Okay, so I don't really, really, I don't really, I don't really give I a shit. I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> now you ruin the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get your uh, vote, vote in for your boy, your boy Bryce? He's having a great season. He's probably also leading. Though. He'll, he'll probably get there. Like, it's fine. No. Yeah. Whatever. No, like sleeper guys that you want to vote for. Yeah, I'm. I'm struggling to think of a player that I'm like, oh yes, he deserves recognition and is not getting some. Now let me actually look at what the rankings are because now, now I'm invested. <laughs> oh, interesting. On the ballot, they have like they have the marked what place they're in in voting at the moment. Yeah, that's, I've that's got the All Star ballot standings as of. June 21, 2022 here. All right. American League catcher Alejandro Kirk. That's mm. fun. Yeah. Uh, first baseman's Vladdy. Second baseman, Jose Altuve. Third, uh, is Devers. Shortstop, Bichette. DH, uh, Alvarez. The Astros, Jordan Alvarez. Outfielders, Judge, Trout, Springer. Shockers there. Uh, NL, Wilson Contreras for catcher, Goldie for first baseman, Jazz Chisholm for second, Manny Machado for third, shortstop, Trey Turner, DH, Bryce Harper, then Betts, Acuna, and Jock Peterson. Yeah, pretty hard to disagree with any of that. That's, yeah. uh, I, I, what kind of year is Jock Peterson having? That seems impossible. He's so much fun, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, don't care at all. He got the Tommy fan bump too, I think. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, and he's having a great season. I'm, I'm totally wrong. He's, yeah. he's he's lighting him up out there in, in San Francisco. Good for him. Good, good. I'm glad. That's about as much as I want to think about the All Star game until uh, the All Star game itself. Mm-hmm. It's in LA um, this year, right? Uh, that'll be fun. I don't remember. Pretty sure it's LA. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean the good LA, right? The Dodgers. Not yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good LA. <laughs> not not dark. Not eat. Not um. 
the evil uh, goatee LA that is um, <laughs> Orange, Orange County. Yeah. yeah. Uh. No, that's good. I'm glad they're using the All-Star Game to spotlight a city that doesn't get a lot of attention in the media otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, before we get into mailbag, uh, we won't have player to be shamed later this week. We'll probably have an update on it next week, though. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Lauren, you have a big update. Big oh, update yeah. In your life, right? Yeah, yeah. This is pretty game changing for me personally. <laughs> I, uh, I got a pretty decent deal on something I've been eyeing for quite a long time. And I have a small apartment, very small studio freezer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a, I cook mm-hmm. a lot. Um, also, th- there's inflation or whatever, and food's going to get more expensive. So I went ahead and got a 3.5 cubic foot uh, uh, chest freezer. Nice. How- in which to store various meats and frozen goods. And how's that bad boy treating you now? So far, it's great. You know, you're not supposed to like turn it up right away. You have to let it sit for a little while to settle in before you turn it on. Mm-hmm. But I got it going now. I've got it down to freezing temperature, and I uh, made a little short Costco trip just to put some ground beef in there. But uh, I'm I'm kind of like redeveloping my philosophy on uh, meal planning and leftovers. Yeah. Um, this really started a couple of months ago when I picked up a pretty good price on a steam convection oven. That is a small, uh, basically a small like an air fryer that also injects steam into the um into the machine while it circulates the air really quick. Oh. So uh, you get the most tender uh, and, and juicy and moist uh, meat out of it. But also All it right. makes defrosting a, a more gentle process. Also, the thing is programmable. Like it has a scanner on it that can scan barcodes and QR codes. So what I'm going to, what I'm in the process of developing is a series of recipes that I can then turn into a QR code and then put in individual metal tins <laughs> that I freeze protein and sauce or side and just have uh-huh. like, my goal is to have six or seven kinds of entree in the freezer ready to go, six or seven kind of sides ready to go. And then meal planning is just like, okay, tonight's going to be chicken breast in the mole sauce and a side of rice and a side of like carrots and peas or whatever. I can just pop all three of those out with the different barcodes on them that I like print labels and put on there and just pop all three of those in there and set the programmer to scan the code on the lid and bada bing, bada boom, 25 minutes later, whatever, I've got a, a, a solid meal. It's not just like sad uh, leftovers pulled out of the fridge or like a frozen sack of chicken breast that I have to like defrost part of and then put back in the freezer. Lauren is is living in the 22nd century yeah really um that is incredibly advanced food science thank you yes it is it it's the machine it's it's pretty cool because you can program the recipes to like automatically switch from like it'll steam uh convect oven for like 10 minutes then you can set it to broil for five minutes then you can set it to it also is like toast all sorts of other things so uh, you have you have made uh meal prep into spreadsheets this is like the most lauren shit i've ever heard in the like ever this is incredible 
It's true. The the uh, it's it's not a spreadsheet uh, when it goes into the QR code. It's a spreadsheet before it gets turned into a QR. Oh, code. okay. Well, it's yeah. I I know. I'm I'm not saying that it's literally a spreadsheet. That I'm <laughs> no, there literally is a spreadsheet though. Yeah, yeah, but there is literally a spreadsheet. Good lord. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna have to get like a, a label printer that I can put like the QR codes printed on. <laughs> like I could just like press the button and program it the recipe that way or i can even just like save it in the app but no i want the qr code on the little like like the little plastic cover for the aluminum dish so that it just like scans that and i don't have to do anything else but press the start button awesome this is the future this is the future of like all meal prep like there's going to be a bunch of services doing this in five to t- in, in three or four years. And you're all yeah. going to be like, well, why didn't I think of this sooner? It's that because... device that you got is going mm-hmm. to be like, that's the next air fryer. It, absolutely. Yeah. It's you basically know, it an air fryer with an additional an feature. Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense than an air fryer. Yeah, well, yeah. People have a bad read on air fryers. They think it's like a health thing. Like you're cutting down on oil. It's not, it's, it's a convenience thing. It's a lazy absolutely. cook's best friend. I, I know. No, I never hear about, anybody doing pretty much anything but putting a bunch of chicken tendies and fries in it you know <laughs> yeah like, i mean like yeah. i know it's like oh you put, oh, put some asparagus or whatever in there but it's like no that's not what people use that for yeah, it's for it's, the frozen tendies it's for making it because it really does do like french fries better than anything else for reheating yeah it's the only fries. thing yeah. that can reheat french fries yeah but yeah. I, i've had some good success in my air fryer um i had some good success in my air fryer before i got rid of it for this thing uh it's it's more versatile than people think yeah I think they're on the decline, though. I don't yeah. hear nearly as much about them as I as I used to. No, no, the, the real move is to get it. Yeah, uh, I still use mine regularly because it's also a toaster oven. That's really the mm. that was really the, the key move was making sure it was a toaster oven air fryer combo unit. And now that's <laughs> this is basically a toaster oven air fryer steam oven combo unit that I I now have. Gotcha. All right. There's there's our update on <laughs> Lauren's insane meal prep. Um, she told us about that a couple weeks ago. I wanted to make sure that that got that that got uh, um, Went public. You know, exposed to the public. You're all gonna get this on record. Th- th- these ideas are copyrighted. And I I am filing for trademark on all of this for Lauren under the yeah. Lauren's Lunches brand. Um, <laughs> do not do yeah, not a subsidiary of of batting around uh, <laughs> conglomerate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you exactly. don't, y'all don't get a cut. This is all me. No. This is just mine. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'll talk to the lawyers about that. I think now that you've mentioned it on the show, it's it's part of our um, of our holding here. Shit. Okay. All right. Let's uh, get into mailbag here. We've got a lot of mailbag questions that have been kind of building up here because we've I don't know we've just had so much to talk about lately, and we were too drunk and tired <laughs> to, <laughs> on the last episode to get to mailbag during the uh, free part of the show. So. Uh, let's catch up here. All right. Uh, from the Discord, Hotline Marty, what weird bullshit Savannah Bananas rule would most improve the current MLB product? And I have a list here of nine rules that apparently the Savannah Bananas, I don't know, they're an independent league team. They are known for doing wacky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the horniest one, baseball team that's ever existed. They are. Good to know. Number one, every inning counts. The team that gets the most runs in an inning gets a point for that inning. So you Love win the that. inning, you get an extra point. Um, okay. There's a two-hour time limit. If the game is tied at the end of two hours, the game will go into a showdown to determine the winner. I don't know what type of showdown that is, but some sort of showdown. Number three, no stepping out. If the batter steps out of the box, it's a strike. 
like that. I like I that. love that. I, love I do that. actually really like that one. Um, I'm anti pitch clock, but I like that. All right, number four, no bunting. Bunting sucks. If a batter bunts, they will be thrown out of the game. Dumb. There's nah, I, like, I like bunting. Yeah. There's not much cool. bunting going on anymore anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, five, batters can steal first. If a passed ball or wild pitch happens during any pitch of an at-bat, the batter can take off to first. I do like that one. Yeah. Um, I think because it, it prioritizes, makes like defensive catchers more valuable. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, six, no walks allowed. If a pitcher throws the fourth ball, it becomes a sprint. The hitter will take off running while the catcher has to throw the ball around to every defensive player on the field before it becomes live. The hitter can advance to as many bases as he can. The ball does not have to touch the catcher or pitcher. Too complicated. So, that's way too complicated. I, uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> I think it's interesting, but yeah, it's, it's way yeah. too way too much. Yeah, it's it's very gimmicky too. And yeah, like, and you end up having like game. yeah, and then on like three ball counts, you'd have like outfielders moving in, like shifting in really close yeah. and stuff. It'd be goofy. Yeah. And it would. Uh, I do like the idea of prioritizing again or, or uh, making more valuable control guys because it seems like we've gotten away mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, but uh, taking a bit too far. So the um, batters can steal first thing combined with this. I think would just make it too much of an offensive run environment. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes against the whole two hour limit thing that they're trying to do too. Yeah. I think yeah. that makes it a little, little too rough. Like the pitchers would have to pitch way too conservatively. Um, the outs wouldn't be happening fast enough. All right. Seven. This one's a long one. One-on-one showdown tiebreaker. So here's the thing from the two hour limit. Each team picks one pitcher and one hitter to face off. The defensive team only has the pitcher, catcher, and one fielder. If a hitter puts the ball in play, he has to score and make it home to get a point. If the ball is put in play, the pitcher and fielder are allowed to chase the ball and throw it to the catcher for a play at the plate. If a pitcher strikes him out or gets him out uh, before scoring, he doesn't get a point. If the batter walks, he takes second, and the hitting team will bring in another hitter to the plate. Too complicated. Too yeah. Way too complicated. Too much. Yeah. I, no. I appreciate that it's more thought out than just like a home run derby, but yeah. it's still yeah. just, it's, it'd be fun to, it'd be kind of fun to watch, I guess, but it would take so long. It, like, it would just like make kind of, a, it would make the rest of the game kind of unserious to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Absolutely. is, this is good for the league that it is in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Number eight. No mound visits allowed. Let's keep the game moving. No mound visits from the coach, catcher, or any other player. Hype your pitcher up from afar if needed. Fine with that. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Why not <laughs> let the fans get in on some of the action? <laughs> Whatever you do, just don't catch a banana's foul ball. I think uh, that, that's pretty funny, but it's way too much of an advantage for a home team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As funny as it would be, but... like maybe there should be just some kind of reward if you catch it in a spectacular way. Like if you catch it with a beer in both in in, in one hand, mm-hmm. maybe oh, yeah. then it's an out. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you catch it with a glove in the in the outfield or in the stands, yeah, abso- absolutely not. No, no, come on. No. All right, so which one are we picking from there? Which one? And yeah. we're, this is to make baseball better and not worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's to most improve the current MLB product. 
Uh, not not leaving the um, n- no walking out of the, the batter's box. Yeah, that's that's a pretty obvious one, I think. Single handedly yeah. change like fifteen minutes off every game. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. I really like the every inning counts, but uh, the the no stepping out is objectively the correct answer. Yeah, you know what I think the mm-hmm. worst one is. Hmm. I honestly think it's the two hour limit. Yeah, because that, that introduced yeah. That's so. That's not yeah. very much time at all. I mean, the average game right now is three hours and whatever. That's too long. But yeah, even two worse than hours. that. Even worse than that, it introduces uh, like d- dog in it, like every other sport has, where like the the team that's up will try to play slower, and the team that's down yeah. will try to play faster. Yeah. One of the best things about baseball is that shit does not happen. Exactly. And that I shit agree. is awful. Yep. Um, for just for information's sake. Uh, the batting around Discord has been voting on their responses oh, via yeah, emoji, that, and the winner with eight votes is number five, which is batters can steal first. I've always kind of liked that idea. I've heard that before other places. I do. Yeah, I don't like hate that. that. It's yeah. it's already pretty close to like if the, the existing thing where if you if the, the and strike three. Yeah. yeah. And strike three. Yeah. Right. And right. It, it would like it, it does further incentivize guys who can steal, uh, which is nice, but who are, are maybe not the best hitters, which is which I like. But how many wild pitches do you think are in a game? Like two? Not many. Well, yeah, if you're not a lot. <laughs> depending <laughs> on average, here. if you were watching this past weekend's Phillies National Series, <laughs> yeah. uh, there were substantially more than two. <laughs> if you're watching a Gary Sanchez uh, behind the plate game. Yeah, there's there's still a good amount of those. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Let's move on here. A Gremlin from the Discord. What sort of ritual can the Tigers do to become uncursed? The ritual of paying someone in the offseason $300 million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they signed Javi Baez, but yeah, probably need yeah. more than that. Um, Sacrifice a Tiger? No, don't. No, we're not encouraging on. that. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, you should feel bad just for saying that. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Stephen. <laughs> Wait, did you think I meant a person or the animal? I thought you meant the animal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean like human blood sacrifice, like Miguel Cabrera or something? That probably okay. would work better than the animal, honestly. Yeah. Like, we'd have you one of their veterans, and at this point, how many guys on that team are over thirty? Jonathan Scope just turned thirty. Tucker Barnhart is thirty-one. Yeah. Miggy is about to turn forty next season. Robbie Grossman's kind of old. Yeah, Never Robbie Grossman. Even, yeah. I think, yeah, okay. I, think you can, okay. I think you could sacrifice Robbie Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot when he's playing for the Twins. There's a lot of time where I was a lot of times where I was hoping that they would ritually sacrifice Robbie Grossman. <laughs> um, he's but yeah. he's but he was much better after he left. He was he was decent with the A's and stuff. He's yeah. he's slugging under 300 for them. So yeah. Okay, not doing pick. great this time around. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie Grossman. Let's let's uh, throw Robbie Grossman in the volcano. <laughs> okay. All right, Tyler Wade asks, who's an active player you could defeat in single combat? Uh, none of them. They are none. professional athletes <laughs> yeah. uh, in their in their prime. There's no way I could defeat um, any single one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't had testosterone in my body for like 10 years now. Yeah. It's yeah. not, that's just asking for like D-, D. Gordon Strange to like beat me to death. Like <laughs> even like the weakest guy in baseball could kick my ass. Yeah, no, no question about it. Like, yeah, I remember uh, after I had been on on estrogen for like a year, 
um, trying to change my tire. <laughs> like, like I, and I had, I had just done that, you know, like changed my tire like a year before that when I still had the testosterone in my body and it was significantly harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to ask my roommate for help. Like, so like it's, after then that was, you know, four years ago or whatever. So there's, there's no way it's happening. No, my only hope is it to get like a small guy, like Jose Altuve size and just like put my hand on his forehead and hold you, it back. You got the reach. <laughs> that yeah. Might, yeah. Even then, I, he, he he looks like he could kick me real hard. So he, he looks like the kind of guy who does BJJ on the weekends, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, the, the little the little BJJ guys. Recognizing that. I will not be able to take a single one of them. I would choose to fight the biggest guy that I could just so that I could get maybe some sexual gratification out of getting sure. destroyed. So you just want like, so, so like Aaron judge to yeah, okay. Aaron judge, Giancarlo Stanton, one of them. One just of them. Like yeah. Yankees at field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get Joey Gallo in there. But yeah. Can I get them on the off season with their, like with their stubble? Their yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. so. I think we can uh, make that. I'm going to make it a point for like, for like February. <laughs> Early right February. before spring training. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Perfect. know, I think I could probably kick uh, Eric Hosmer's ass if it's an even year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I don't remember if he's an even or odd guy that he's good, yeah. but uh, one or the other. Uh, all right, uh, next one. Patchak21. Who is the manager who can help salvage the fun from this Phillies season? Who do you want to see, Steven, become the manager? Like, who's he? Yeah, like, they've got an interim one right now. I mean, they've had both ends of the spectrum and both of them have failed spectacularly. So honestly, I know the answer who what's your answer. It's chase. Yeah. Yeah. Chase Utley, hundred percent. Oh God. Yeah, of course. Duh. Yeah. How, how if... great would that be? Great, gray hair, chase Utley, solar mm-hmm. Fox, chase Utley in the dugout there. The, the problem is he doesn't want to leave LA. Yeah. The horny yeah. levels in this city would, would off the charts substantially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I hadn't even considered that because I because yeah. he's an LA boy now. He's just he's just he's just a Californian. Yeah, yeah. Any manager, any manager who would do no harm, who would allow the environment of the players to develop on its own and not like try to impose weird rules like Kapler did, or try to stifle all the like fun young shit like Girardi did. I listen. I'm happy with the way things are. Yeah, so I mean, it's, you, it was a massive improvement just getting rid of Girardi. So <laughs> I mean, you get rid of Girardi five. and then you go on a nine-game winning streak. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got an idea here. Who you can who you can have do it? You got to go with me on this. Okay. Bring back Sparky Anderson as a corpse. <laughs> okay. Just weekend at Bernie's him. <laughs> Not even that. It's we're treating him basically like a, a symbolic godhead. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like on a, is whatever's left of his rotting skeleton will be put on a throne like uh, in like a circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make a golden throne for, for Sparky Anderson. Exactly. That's what the Phillies should do. That saves the season for him. I I'm into it. I, yeah, I'm into I, it. I, I any and all opportunity to bring more occult elements into baseball, mm-hmm. I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, just yep. like imagine all the players like glowing with like eldritch energy in their eyes and just like crushing homers for the rest of the season. That's yes. what you get. 
Beautiful. Perfect. With just the, the smallest little tribute to, to, to Zeech or, or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To any of the, the four, you know, Princes of Chaos. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder which, yeah, which of the four would, would the Phillies be? Zeech is like the tricky magic one. So I don't think so. I think I think it's just it's corn blood for the blood god. I yeah, think that yeah. that's, that's what the one has to be for Phillies. Given how their yeah. roster is constructed, given the general overall vibe of Philadelphia, I yeah, think that's fair. It, it ha- yeah, yeah, it's it's got to be yeah, corn. That MFR's name is corn. It's so ridiculous. K H O R N E. Like no, your name is corn. C O R N E. Next question: Delaware smashed from the Discord again. What would it take to get back to the days where superstar players were just openly slamming ass all over the country instead of having all these boring drips married by 23? Uh, I think you could pay them a lot less. These guys, get, <laughs> they, they, get, they get money. They, they start having families, you know, when they're, when they're young. Uh, it's just like the problem. It's just like, you know, the, the, the thing that's happening in the, the rest of the country. When people don't have money, they don't, have, they don't start families. We so need we to- need to suppress salaries, <laughs> and then we will have uh, superstar players slamming ass. We need to break the hold of evangelical Christianity. That's on, a big part of it, too. Like, on the... Because, like, the players all come up from very specific areas of the country, and all of those areas of the country are in the grip of Christo fascism, Florida and uh, Southern California, like the like orange County area. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All very conservative. Uh, and they're all like, they all occupy a weird space where like very few of them are openly outwardly, like horrifically conservative and Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they all have media training, right. Which mm-hmm. makes them even more boring. Cause then yes. you're getting, you're getting weirdos who aren't even weirdos in public because they know better. So the media environment needs to change. Social media needs to calm down. And we yeah, need it needs to be easier to cheat on someone. Yeah. We need and to have end, like, mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. a family in each league, in each division. Yeah. yeah. We need, we need people to like, we need a, uh, like organized training for side pieces yeah. about, about, um, you know, messaging discipline <laughs> yeah. and, um, and infosec is what we really need. Yeah. But they need to get me started. Like they need to have their union to get paid more so they can keep it quiet. So they have an incentive to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we can have, they can have the families all around, you know, family in every, every city. Yeah. That bringing, great. bringing like more like illicit drugs into the MLB would also help. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's bring back greenies. Start making greenies again. <laughs> also, like they would need to be like way more if they were like way more rated up. That would be incentive to yeah. like, a lot more testosterone pumping. Yeah, let's do mm-hmm. it. Let's. We're gonna bring back steroids. We're gonna bring back greenies. We're gonna start playing paying players like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna kill God, and <laughs> we're gonna end Christianity in America. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then we'll get back to like the the glory days of uh, guys having like six secret wives and, and wife swapping and. Uh, Going up to every single at bat on some kind of uh, hallucinogenic substance. Perfect, love it. All right, <laughs> we found a new stated goal for our podcast. Yes, <laughs> I mean, Kill God has been our mission for two plus years now. Yeah, that, that, that was an initial goal of this podcast, like a stated goal of this. Um, if you go back and listen to episode one, it's right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, M- at MLB Respector on Twitter. With Garrett Cole almost throwing a no-no last night, who would be the most annoying pitcher to throw a no-no or throw a no-hitter or a perfect game? 
Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah, Garrett what? Cole would be up there, I think. Uh, I don't really know if, like, who am I annoyed by right now? It's a starting pitcher who goes deep into games. I mean, like, if Trevor Bauer came back, that would be the worst. But that would, yeah, that yeah. that would be the worst. But we're I don't want to no. think about him. No. That's also not going to happen, and no. also not going to happen. No, I think maybe Robbie Ray, just because I don't like Robbie yeah, Ray, which isn't good... really even fair. I mean, I guess he's like an anti-tax guy, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm already sick and tired of the way the Yankees fans are are behaving about their their season it's so, so far it's so dumb <laughs> and yeah, it would like, be even more annoying to have garrett cole do that they're 50 and 17 and they're Damn. already like wow we have glaring problems with the bullpen <laughs> like shut shut up like one no you don't your pitching staff has been like immaculate they've got a guy with an era under one yeah yeah <laughs> like just just in perfect Yankees fashion, the Yankees are amazing and nobody is happy. Like it's, it's really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're, they're just like, they're tw- like 12 games above Toronto and Toronto has like a perfectly f- good record. Another answer. I'm glad that Griffin Jacks is in the bullpen. Not that he would have done that anyway, but um, that would have been my answer. The twins pitcher Griffin Jacks. Okay. If he was, if he, they were still trying to make him a starter. Oh, that, I, I would not be able to stand the Air Force captain, active duty Air Force captain, getting a hitter. <laughs> I think also you'd be very annoyed if if Matt Shoemaker did it. Oh God, yeah. I don't think he's even in the league though. No, I think he went overseas, so he's more yeah. likely to do it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, at that point, if he if a player goes overseas, no matter how much they don't like them, if if they're turning around well enough that they like sure. everything's working and they're like doing that kind of dominance, I'm happy for him. That's fun. That's fair. All right, this one is from Jeff. And me and Lauren, uh, I, I, I mentioned this one to Lauren before we recorded in Minneapolis last weekend, but uh, we never actually got to it. I think this is a funny question. Um, who would do better in professional baseball, Aubrey or Maturin? Similarly, which of the Sophie's surprises, etc., has the best baseball name? And then Jeff goes on to say, sorry if this has been asked before. Uh, and I want to assure Jeff that n- never in the history of the world has anyone ever been asked uh, which of the master and commander guys uh, would, be, <laughs> would be better a professional baseball player. Uh, never, never once. If it, I mean, if it was going to happen anywhere, it would be on this podcast. But mm-hmm. no, no, no way. To answer the question, best... I'll, ha, how about we all decide on the best like player, uh, best baseball player names? I can read out some names here, and you can pick one that sounds the most like a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously there's Jack Aubrey and Steven Maturin. I don't think yeah. those are particularly baseball names, but like I could but see it, them on the back of a jersey, especially in like the seventies yeah. or something. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. now we're getting to the shipmates here. Uh, the one that I think was probably the most likely to be a baseball game now is Barrett Bondin. Oh yeah. No, uh, that sounds like a relief pitcher. Yeah, but there's also uh, William Babington. Bill Babington could be like a I, that could be a relief a reliever name. Yeah, Bill Babington. Yeah, uh, that's a great one. There's two names I think would be great, like old timey baseball player names: Awkward Davies and Faster Doodle. <laughs> sure. I have sure. no idea what's happening right now. Yeah, no, I'm like I've I've almost never seen Steven look more disinterested. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's on his phone okay okay so i'll I'll just go to the last 
there's a bunch more characters I could go through, but I think the other one that's like a competitive as a baseball name is probably Joe Place. Okay, yes, Joe. No, Joe Place like played for Cleveland from 2009 <laughs> to like 2014. Yeah, like first uh, baseman DH yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, kind of got some minor league deals, but never made it back. Like, I think that's yeah, that's yeah. Joe Place for sure. As to who would like be the best baseball player uh, of the two big characters, I think Aubrey is like the no question physically much more imposing, much stronger. He's lucky, like that's very a, lucky. That is, yeah. a, that is like a character trait of his. He'd, he'd run like a four hundred bat of his whole career. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and he definitely. played cricket when he was a kid, so like yeah. there's some skill transfer. No, he would be great at it. Yeah. <laughs> We can we can move on. I'm so sorry yeah, to do this to you, I'm, Steven. I'm, yeah, well, I can't subject <laughs> Steven to any more of that. Also, all of our listeners who have no idea what the fuck any of this is. <laughs> no. Oceans are now battlefields, like, baby. Like like four of them do. <laughs> and they're and they're loving this. It's the best part of the show they've ever heard. Uh all right. Ryan Can't Sing asks, which MLB pitcher has slash had the most distracting pitching grunt? Uh th- Granky's has always really stood out to me since he came up. Granky's is really, really loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2020 revealed a lot of pitching grunts, and I did pay attention to this. Uh, Rich Hill. It was Rich Hill. Easily. Uh, like, everyone yeah. was like, like, like he was like, had just thrown at his back. Every single time he threw. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like a uh, 72 mile an hour curveball. And you'd think that he like just gave himself a hernia. It was incredible. Yeah. He probably did. Yeah. yeah. He probably did. That's why he was so angry every time he's on the mound. Yeah. Exactly. God, what a king. I love him so much. How's he doing uh, this year? I need to. He's played for Boston, I, I, right? I don't even know if I, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to know. Tell me. If it's, if it's good, I'll tell you. If not, well, we can move on. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. He's he's barely played. No, he's got fifty-five innings pitched. Uh, okay. He does have an ERA of four point four two. Okay, uh, yeah. But a, but a fifth of four. You know, he's I mean, he's, he's contributing. He's he's eaten some innings, and yeah. you know that's about as much as you can ask for for a man his age, <laughs> with his career as a starting pitcher. Still, no, that's great. Yeah, God, how did he get one more season of almost one hundred and sixty innings last year? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, he bounced Good around Lord. a bit, but yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, Millennial Falcon, if you're drafting an all-star team based purely on vibes, who are you picking? We're not going to do a whole team, but I don't know. We can we can hit some highlights, I guess. Purely vibes. Uh, Jack Peterson goes on there for sure. Yeah, Mark right. Canna. Uh, Mark. Yeah. God damn it, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Mark Canna and Taiwan Walker both get uh, pushed shoved onto this for. Yeah, yeah. Joey they've, Votto. They've made their ways. Joey Votto. Yeah. Joey Sergio Votto's Romo. Still starting. Yeah. Uh, there's one guy who's it that was traded from the White Sox to the Cubs. He was like a really fun slap hitter guy. Oh, um, Nick. Um, Nick Madrigal. Nick Madrigal. Yeah, I put him on there. I put Seiya Suzuki on there. Yeah. G Man Choi. G Man Choi is definitely oh, yeah. on there. Yeah. I mean, he's got competing with Joey Votto for first base. It makes it a tough slot. Maybe, maybe Joey can uh, DH. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I think he hates DHing. Yeah, put put Joey on because he likes talking to the play, to the runners on first about chess. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And then also, I think we got to put Tim Anderson on here. Mm-hmm. Yep. I probably want to put uh, Lucas Giolito on here for the pitching side well, of things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's pretty close to a whole team. That's a good team. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, uh, and of course, third base, I think we got to start um, Jose Ramirez. Great vibes yeah. from that dude. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. dude has spent so many so many hours in. Uh, uh, that that dude is like a master of uh, every single uh, MOBA out there. <laughs> okay. Next question, Tyler Wade. Possibly selection bias on my part, but doesn't seem to you that baseball has a higher concentration of gay slash trans slash queer fans. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Tyler, but there is already an acronym for that. Um, <laughs> uh, fans than the other major North American sports leagues. If so, what do you think is the reason for this? Uh, that is that is selection bias. I 100% um, agree. 100%. Yeah. We, we, I am, I am glad that you have that bias because that means that you or we have been doing something right. And I think so. Yeah. Getting, <laughs> getting all those queer baseball people out. And Not us, us specifically. Yeah. Us yeah. specifically and a whole bunch of, and a couple, you know, and a bunch of our friends have, uh, <laughs> have been doing a lot over the last like six years or so. Yeah. We're turning yeah. this shit around. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. make that a thing yeah but no there's a lot of gay ba- basketball fans there's actually yeah. a lot of gay football fans there's a lot of, a lot of lesbian hockey fans who, Let, yeah there are a lot of lesbian hockey fans who speci- who write erotic fan fiction about hockey players yes. like openly like on on the on twitter and mm-hmm. i think that's beautiful it's fascinating it, i think it, that's it, one it of the more fascinating strange things. cultural moments Mm-hmm. Because like, like they those people exist for all of the sports, but for some reason hockey it's like it's magnified by a thousand. I know the exact reason the why. Why? Because the Team America women's hockey captain married the Team Canada women's hockey uh, captain. Uh huh. Well, why shit like they that, make a movie about that? Shit like that is why hockey has that culture. <laughs> I guess we I, could also. I think honestly, that all, didn't that also have something also similar happen with soccer with the women's. That maybe I'm. Ones. Th- may, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of soccer. No, I, the, no the women's, it definitely happened with it hockey. Definitely happened with hockey. Okay. No, I think. <laughs> I think for men's hockey, I think a big factor is that of all of the four sports, hockey or all of the four major North American sports, hockey is the one where the players' individuality is most destroyed. Uh, and I think that hmm. they become handsome blank slates on which to paint our fantasies. I think they're the dumbest. They're yeah. absolutely <laughs> the dumbest. I was going to say, do their personalities get destroyed by the game, or is that because they're all meatheads? Yeah, <laughs> no, they are the, absolutely the dumbest. They're the dumbest, they have the least personality, and that, I think makes them weird so there's also like they do weird shit that that's like, true yeah. you you can For like sure. you can like attach to and like oh mm. this is this person's a weird freak just like me and i, I think yeah. i love that i think you're right i think hockey is of the of those sports the one that like you really have to start the youngest and spend the most time and energy yeah. on mm-hmm. so you just don't develop anything outside of hockey in your life yeah like it's just head empty puck net Mm-hmm. In inside their brains. Goddamn where, right. And there's nothing more beautiful than that. Any of us would trade like a limb to be able to have that kind of mindset about anything. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. If, <laughs> my my deepest concern in life was like 
the next game I was playing. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but no, uh, we have created uh, not... I'm using the royal we here. Uh, queer baseball fans, we have created... Uh, we've carved a good enough section of the internet out for us, us and that is the bias that you're experiencing. I think so. Mm-hmm. We should we should do a roundtable of uh, queer sports fans from the different ah. sports. I think that'd, that'd be actually great. pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. I think that would be great. And I know plenty. Yeah, we'll put that one in the spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. Qu- Thank you for the question, though, Tyler. Uh, I know we gave you a lot of shit just now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> good. Very good question. Okay. Inspired by seeing Art Warren come into a game for the Reds, who has the most 1920s name in baseball right now? Ooh, ooh, uh, good question. Yeah, no, this is hard because, like, you know, there's the whole thing. Oh, there's not any Bobbies left, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, who's got who's got a they 1920s? Had, like, weird, they had uh, weird ass names in the 20s. Like, I was gonna, I think, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I think that's true. Mookie counts mookie would be up there jazz chisholm jr will be up there yeah i think trey no maybe not trey turner but trey is a very modern name yeah yeah i don't know if that's accurate it feels modern is what i mean george springer would be pretty 1920s name that's that's a very 1920s sounding name george is like the oldest sounding male name i know it sounds like the male equivalent of like ethel or gertrude he'd have some like nickname though like 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 well it'd probably be trash can springer <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> and then i guess mike yastrzemski is a pretty old that's more like 60s because i think it's just because you just dad. think it, yeah you just yeah. associate it with with yastrzemski so yeah that's it uh, i think it's just got to be george springer that's just yeah. an old ass yeah. sounding name yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's all we have for questions. Then, great. Oh, sorry, I've, sorry, I've got one more. Patrick Wisdom would have some like offensively like anti-Irish nickname. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to, had to get that one in. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's good. <laughs> all right. Do we want to answer this one that just came in like four minutes ago? Ooh, what's what is that it? one? Which crosstown rivalry has been your favorite over your lifetime? Angels, Dodgers, A's, Giants, Mets, Yankees, or Sox, Cubs? Gotta be Sox, Cubs. It's like the yeah, only one that's remotely interesting to me. I think it's gotta be. Yeah, it's the I mean, it's the upper Midwest one. It's the closest one to me too. Mm-hmm. I think it's gotta be that. Nobody cares about Angels, Dodgers. No, nobody they gives don't a even shit care about, about that. Dodgers. Even though even though it's like, oh yeah, you're not that far away from each other. It still takes like three fucking hours. Angels, <laughs> Giants. It feels like a very uh, I don't think about you at all. Unbalanced mm-hmm. rivalry where the Giants are just yeah. like, what the fuck ever, dude. Uh, yeah, they're rarely good at the same time historically. Yeah. Yes, and like. Mets what was Yankees. the earthquake series? That was pretty cool. Mets Yankees. It's like this town is big enough for the both of us. It's a huge, <laughs> yeah. It's a huge city. Yeah, and it's just like I guess honestly, I think Mets Yankees has to win because they're the only pair that's played a World Series against each other. No, that's not true. Oakland and San Francisco has. They have in, done it in my lifetime. Sorry, oh, 
<laughs> Sorry yeah. that I know more about baseball than was it like the years before, like the, the not late eighties. The, the the question stated within our lifetime. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed that. I missed that part. I, no, I, th- I still I still think it's uh, the Chicago ones though, because like nobody is good at nitpicking tiny little stupid differences, like an upper midwesterner. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and they also have the most distinct geographic uh, yeah. base. Like, I mean, except for Angels Dodgers, North which Chicago. like Angels Dodgers are different cities, but like, who gives a shit? There's that's not a real thing anyway. Anaheim but, like, is not if you really. Look at, yeah. If you look at like, I know that they did a they did a map of fandoms by zip code. And the two teams that didn't were, didn't appear on the map at all were the Mets and the A's mm-hmm. because their entire territory was taken over by Giants yeah. and Yankees fans. Yeah. And, but the Sox and the Cubs are very distinct geographically because it's the South Side versus the North Side. Yes, that's fair. Oh, and just just for the record, the the Bay Bridge World Series was eighty October of nineteen eighty nine. So I was technically alive. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was alive too. I was, was not alive. So you're so you can't pick that, but we can. Okay, but we, but we don't. That's it for mailbag. We are caught up on mailbag now. Yeah, thank you for uh, the questions. Yeah, there was if you, if I if I didn't answer your question, um, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll see you on the Patreon side. Now that I've been a jerk to all. Of <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, remember, you can sign up at patreon.com slash batting around. Uh, we're getting real close to the uh, extra extra two episodes a month. So uh, Yeah, we, go... we just hit $666 today. Yeah. Nice. Go sign up. All right. See ya on the other side. <laughs>